Good morning. Welcome. Welcome to all as we worship together on this very special Sunday, Confirmation Sunday. And I know you're excited for our confirmands, and um, I know this is going to be a meaningful time for them. I have a few things that I want to point out that are in the bulletin, but I'm just kind of, well, I guess the first announcement I need to make is about the power. I'm sure y'all have been wondering about that. Um, They're working on it, and at 1230, the power will be shut off so that they can finish and give us full power this afternoon. However, for those UMW members and their um, helpers, (laughs) UMW is going to start at 2 o'clock on Davis in the kitchen side of Davis as planned. They'll just work with the lights from outside and everything. So if you're helping at 2 or if you're a United Methodist woman who's... um, Organizing the yard sale stuff, Davis, kitchen side at 2. And then hopefully we'll have full power by 3.30 this afternoon. UMYF will go forward regardless of whatever happens. So, All right. Um, talking about BMW yard sale. So something that got left out of the bulletin was that they're going to have a bake sale. And if any of you, anybody is willing to bake some goodies for the bake sale, they have asked that you bring them up to Davis by or at 4 o'clock on Friday or send them up at 4 o'clock on Friday, and that will be part of the bake sale when the yard sale starts. So that didn't get in the bulletin, so I wanted to make sure that that was mentioned. And talking about the youth tonight, as I said, it will go on. This is the last dinner and discussion of the spring. This isn't the finale of UMW. This is just the last dinner and discussion. So um, definitely bring a friend and come for a discussion. Might be pizza. <laughs> Probably will be pizza. But um, be sure you come and, and um, bring a friend with you. Please notice in the bulletin that um, there's information about our Jumpstart Prison Ministry that we're taking a look at. If you'd like to participate, and that, um, the instructions are there. Also, um, Heritage Sunday, which is so important in the, our, the life of our church family, those 50-year members, um, is going to be May 19th. Because we are missing some of our records from a prior years ago, we may not know that you're a 50-year member. So if you think you are, please call the church office tomorrow and let them know that you think you are a 50-year member. That's a wonderful thing. Um, Other than that, the bulletin is chock full. Ask that you take a look at it. Oh, I do want to mention, I just spoke with Keith Jones this morning. Keith lost his brother over the weekend, George Jones of Newberry. And so I would ask that you keep Keith and Ann and their family in your prayers as they mourn the loss of George and um, celebrate his life also. Anyway, welcome to Central. the greeting. 
Praise the Lord. Give praise for God's mighty deeds. You'll find our collect in your order of worship. I invite you to say it with me. O oh God, the author of our freedom, 
and of our salvation, grant that we, who have been redeemed by the shed blood of your Son, may both live by you and enjoy eternal safety in your arms through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. So as we start this morning, I would ask that you take a look at the end of your pew and find those fellowship pads. Find them and pass them down and greet your neighbor. Maybe it's somebody you don't know yet. And I want to say again to welcome to this worship service. And you are welcome in any of the ministries that Central has going on. It's going to be quite busy this week, power or no power. And you're welcome to join us. If you'd like to learn more about Central, about joining Central perhaps, please give us a call during the week and um, one of the pastors will be glad to speak with you about it. You're welcome here. And so now again, I uh, welcome you and invite you into worship with one another. I ask the children to come up now. Do we have any little ones in here? Only big ones, huh? coming down from the balcony. <laughs> Anyone else? Sweet bear, come on. Not so little. <laughs> Good morning. Y'all just have a seat right there. I'll come to you. There you go. Let's wait for our friend over here. He's on his way. Well, while we're waiting on him, do you see all the teenagers sitting right here in front of you? So there are compliments. We're quite a big group, don't we? Hopefully, it won't be long before you'll be sitting up here too and wanting to be confirmed in the church. Hey, y'all, oh, more than one. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, I see. <laughs> I'm glad that y'all are here this morning. So, in addition to talking about our compliments and what they're going to do this morning, they're going to stand up in front of the church and confirm that they want to be a part of our Christian family. And the church is going to make vows to them also. They've been studying for weeks, for months. They've been on retreats and in classes and had lots of discussions. And they have been very faithful. And so it's exciting to have... So many young adults join our church like this. Today, also, I wanted to talk to you about a story in the Bible. Remember what we did last week? What did we do last week? We celebrate Easter? We did, the risen Lord, right? So, what do you think might have been going on in the disciples' mind afterwards? It must have been a little bit scary, maybe, not knowing what's coming next? Well, the disciples, all except one disciple, Thomas, 
got together the next day. They were in a locked room. They were a little scared. And then, all of a sudden, Jesus appeared before them. Jesus came to them, and he showed them his body. He said, I am here. I am risen. They saw him. They believed. And then he, and then he um, breathed into them. The, he, had, he told them to go forth. And then he went on his way, and the disciples went on their way. They went and told Thomas that they had seen Jesus risen from the dead. And Thomas said, I won't believe it till I see it. Have you ever said that? i got to see it with my own eyes. just can't believe it. So then, so about a week later, they were together once again. This time Thomas was with them, and Jesus appeared to them again, especially to Thomas. And he said, touch me, you know. Touch my wounds, touch my hands. I'm here. Jesus also said, blessed are those who can believe without seeing. And so that's kind of what we have to do. That's where faith comes in. So just like Thomas, well, Thomas got to see Jesus in person, but just like Thomas, we might have to have a little faith, a lot of faith in what we don't see. But that we have the Bible and the witnesses before us, the popcorn man's, the pastors, the teachers, everyone who tells us about the life of Jesus. Let's pray together. Lord, we are grateful, grateful for your love and patience with us. Help us to believe even where we don't see for ourselves. In Christ's holy name we pray. Hear the reading from Acts chapter 5, 27, verse 32. When they had brought they had them stand before the council, the high priest questioned them, saying, We gave you strict orders not to teach in this name, and you here you have filled Jerusalem with your teaching, and you are determined to bring this man's blood on us. But Peter and the apostles answered, We must obey God rather than the God of our ancestors raised up Jesus, whom you have had, whom you had killed by hanging him on a tree. God exalted him at his right hand as leader and savior, that he may give repentance to Israel and forgiveness of sins. And you are witnesses to these things, and so is the Holy Spirit, who God has given to these things those who obey him. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
reading from the book of Revelation. John to the seven churches that are in Asia, grace to you and peace from him who is and who was and who is to come, and from the seven spirits who are before his throne, and from Jesus Christ, the faithful witness, the firstborn of the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and freed us from our sins by his blood and made us to be a kingdom, priests serving his God and Father. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. And on his account all the tribes of the earth will wail. So it is to be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Almighty who is and who was and who is to come is worthy of all of our praises. We will do so today honoring God with Psalm 150. Is found on number 862 in the hymnal. We'll sing the first response. Please stand. Praise the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise God for His mighty deeds. Praise God with trumpet sound. Praise God with tambourine and dance. Praise God with sounding cymbals. Let everything that breathes praise the Lord.
reading from the Gospel of John. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. But Thomas, who was called the twin, one of the twelve, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the mark of the nails in his hand and put my finger in the mark of the nails and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were again in the house, and Thomas was with them. Although the doors were shut, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Do not doubt, but believe. Thomas answered him, my Lord and my God. Jesus said to him, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have come to believe. Now Jesus did many other things in the presence of his disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may come to believe that Jesus is the Messiah. The word of the Lord. <coughs> this is low Sunday in the church called that. Sunday after Easter. Low, not just in attendance, though you, you couldn't tell that today. Should have been here at nine. But also low compared to last week in adrenaline. The brass and the timpani are gone. I, I think we used up so much power and energy last week that it just won't come back this week. Associate pastor number two is preaching. It must be such sweet revenge. It's the week after. In some ways, it is like other weeks after. The week after the wedding, the week after the graduation, the birth, the death. What now? What next? Things will never be the same, but how are they different exactly? 
just consumed thought. In other ways, the problem with the week after Easter is that things aren't all that different this week. After 40 days of preparing for the life-altering reality of the resurrection, again on the second consecutive Sunday morning, we pray for people who have been killed in their house of worship. pray for people still waking up in the middle of the night with more anxieties in their lives than Halloween. Even if the world isn't different, shouldn't we be? Where is this peace that passes all understanding? The evidence of things not yet seen. Well, there is a story just for people like us, the week after Easter. There aren't many week after stories in the gospel. Mark hurriedly wraps things up at the empty tomb. Matthew has a few lines about going on into the Galilee. Luke has a nice story on Easter Eve that night, but Canis Jesus vanishes quickly. John is the only one who lingers on about what it's like to be a disciple the week after Easter. As if the other Easter stories were not enough to tell the whole story, we learn of Jesus and so-called doubting Thomas because he had some trust issues that other disciples didn't. At least that's the allegation. That's really not the way John sees it. All the disciples had trouble believing what they heard. All the disciples wanted to see for themselves. All the disciples wanted proof. The only reason Thomas got singled out was because he wasn't there. He didn't get to see anything for himself, which is why he had questions that the others did not. They had evidence. He had hearsay. And if you watch TV lawyers, you know hearsay is not admissible in court. Who could blame him, really? John is kind of like Thomas, just like the others, had heard Jesus' best sermons. Thomas knew what Jesus liked to eat. With his own eyes, Thomas had seen the blind man able to see again. Thomas watched Lazarus throw off his grave clothes and walk out of that tomb big as life. He had been prepared for Jesus' death. And he would be crushed by the resurrection, the crucifixion, as all the others. And he was as shocked as all the others when news came back that someone had seen him alive. And then, for reasons we don't know, Thomas went missing. He wasn't there with the others in the house that night. 
He wasn't there when Jesus came and stood among them. He wasn't there when Jesus opened his arms and blessed them. He wasn't there when Jesus blessed them with the power of the Holy Spirit. He wasn't there when Jesus opened his hands and showed them his wounds. Afraid and locked in a house, those disciples had had the very breath knocked out of them, their very life taken from them. And then Jesus came to them, locked up, gasping for breath, wondering what was going to happen next, and Jesus breathed on them, and their fear turned to joy. Somehow Jesus knew that they had to be able to breathe before they could do anything else or say anything else. So he gave them divine CPR, gave them his own breath to bring them back to life. The promise wasn't there for any of us. Usually, St. Thomas is the one who needed physical proof. The holdout, the agnostic, the guy who wouldn't take anybody else's word for it. He wanted to weigh the evidence for himself in order to believe, and a lot of us are like that. A few years ago, I read, was reading this book, found it. The title of the book is The Trial of Jesus from a Lawyer's Standpoint. Two volumes, two volumes. I only read about half of the first. You can go on Amazon and get it on your Kindle for free. It is that valuable. <laughs> and you would be amazed at just how many of those kind of books are out there for sale. People trying to give us proof and evidence. That's not Thomas's story. He isn't looking for physical proof. He wants to see the wounds. What he needs to see for himself is that the risen one is the same one who died. Who has not come back all healed up, halo on his head, good as new, but has come back with visible evidence that he will never leave what is most human about him behind. He wants to see the marks on his side. He wants to reach out his real hands and touch Jesus' real wounds. Only then would he believe that it matters, that Jesus' resurrected life meant something to everyone no matter how hurt or how scarred. Isn't it curious that God could raise Jesus from the dead but didn't heal the wounds in his hands? Was this just an oversight? Surely not. Death is constant, but the wounds remain. They were his signature, his identity. In Graham Greene's old novel, The End of the Affair, 
shoulder. And she says, I thought of the scar on the shoulder that wouldn't have been there if once he hadn't been in a spot to protect another man from a wall that fell. The scar was part of his character. And I knew I wanted that scar to exist for all eternity. Jesus' scar was part of his character. They remain. And they tell us all we need to know about who he is. When I was traveling in Palestine last October, we visited a small Melkite Greek Orthodox church. It's the prettiest room for an occupied city in the West Bank. The priest invited us to worship with the congregation as they were celebrating uh, the baptism of a baby. The priest poured water into the baptismal font, a large and beautiful baptismal font, certainly larger than I would have thought in a single church like that. And then Father Faraz, as the water was poured into the font, literally bent over the font and put his arms as if he was embracing the font, and he prayed over the font. And when he was done, he did something I had never seen before. He breathed on the water in the font. First he breathed this way, and then he breathed this way on the water in the font. He breathed on the font, the cross of Christ. And then he invited the family who had known so much hardship, persecution, struggles from occupation, to walk through the sea on dry ground with their baby in their arms. So we held our breath. It was the evidence of things not seen. It was a moment full of the peace that passes all understanding. The family comes through to the other side with their rooms intact. Of course. But in the midst, there was much that they understood. My Lord and my God, they said. And he wasn't the missing disciple anymore. Thomas was back, a week later, but back. So, take a deep breath, you faithful ones, and you unforgettable. You're still here after all these years. The week after, the week after that, and all the weeks to come. Blessed are you who have not seen and yet believe. Go ever in peace. Let us pray. Gracious and merciful Lord, we are grateful that you are forgiven forgiving and patient with us as we struggle and question things that we have not seen. Fill us with faith and the courage to believe in you. Empower us to
to witness to your love by our actions, our prayers, and our words. Help us be convinced that we are meant to be messengers of the gospel and that you have partnered with us to witness to others in ways that we cannot do on our own. Together, Lord, today we pray for those who are suffering. We ask that you provide peace and comfort to all who grieve, whose minds or body ache, who lack hope because of their inability to believe. And as you fill your children with your peace, Help it to open our hearts to receive the solace and hope of the risen Christ. Lord of love, we ask for protection for those who serve others, wisdom for our leaders, and compassion for each of us towards one another. As Jesus taught and modeled in his life, let us follow his example. Lord, we ask your special blessing and guidance upon these young people who have made commitments and take on the responsibility of your disciples. Bless them in your watch. And now with grateful hearts, we give you thanks in Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God in glory everlasting. great joy in our lives to be part of this uh, confirmation rite. We have been part of the growing up and the maturing in the faith of these young people. Um, The pastors have been able to be part of the class this year and to um, learn with them what it means to follow Jesus. They have all shown us much and will be um, continually good leaders among you in following the ways of Christ. So we are grateful to, to be able to be part of this today. We ask you all to turn to number 33 in the hymnal for the service of confirmation. Brothers and sisters in Christ, through the sacrament of baptism, we are initiated into Christ's holy church. We are incorporated into God's mighty acts of salvation and given new birth through water and the Spirit. All this is God's gift offered to us without price. Through confirmation, And through the reaffirmation of our faith, we renew the covenant declared at our baptism, acknowledge what God is doing for us, and affirm our commitment to Christ's holy church.
Mike Confermans, on behalf of the whole church, I ask you these questions. Do you renounce the spiritual forces of wickedness, reject the evil powers of this world, and repent of your sin? If so, say, I do. Do you accept the freedom and power God gives you to resist evil, injustice, and oppression in whatever forms they present themselves? If so, say, I do. Do you confess Jesus Christ as your Savior, put your whole trust in His grace, and promise to serve Him as your Lord in union with the church, which Christ has opened to people of all ages, nations, and races? If so, say, I do. According to the grace given to you, will all of you remain faithful members of Christ's holy church and serve as Christ's representatives in the world? If so, say, I will. And now to the mentors. Will you support these counseling men, support and encourage them in their Christian life? Um, Counseling men, if you will stand and face the congregation. Congregation. Do you, as Christ's body, the church, reaffirm both your rejection of sin and your commitment to Christ? Will you nurture one another in the Christian faith and life and include these persons now before you in your care? With God's help, we will keep going with this Please turn in this direction.
And Drew, you can come on forward. You can kneel, that'll be fine. All right, Drew. Good, now you can touch the water. Remember your Drew Arthur, remember your baptism and be thankful. Through the Holy Spirit work within you, the being born and committed through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Remember your baptism and be thankful. Clay, the Holy Spirit, work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Lizzie, the Holy Spirit work within you that being born through water and the Spirit, you may be a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Kaylin Emanuele. Kaylin, remember your baptism and be thankful. Kaelin, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Holy Spirit, work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
Tanner, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sarah-Kate, the Holy Spirit, work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Cade Graham. Cade, remember your baptism and be thankful. Okay, the Holy Spirit work with you, that as you live and remain a disciple of Jesus Christ, having been born through the water and the Spirit, you will continue to live as a faithful disciple of His. Amen. Michael, the Holy Spirit, work within you, that having been born through the water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. William Howard. William, remember your baptism and be thankful. William, the Holy Spirit, work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Sullivan Lockhart. Sullivan, remember your baptism and be thankful. Sullivan, the Holy Spirit, work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Andrew Love. Remember your baptism and be Holy Spirit, work within you, 
that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Mac Malambrick. the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. and remove your baptism and be thankful. Christian, the Holy Spirit work within you that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Evan McLeod. and remember your baptism and be thankful. Heaven, the Holy Spirit, work within you. That having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Spirit work within you, that having been born through water in the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Anna Stokes Oliver. Stokes, the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jennifer Riles, Jennifer, remember your baptism and be thankful. Jennifer, the Holy Spirit work within you, 
who having been born through water and the Spirit, may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. James, the Holy Spirit, work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jay Smith. the Holy Spirit work within you, that having been born through water and the Spirit, you may live as a faithful disciple of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Now confirmants, please stand. Continue to face in this direction. We're going this direction. We're going to uh, ask you two more questions, and this is about you becoming full professing members of this uh, United Methodist Church and then this congregation. So the first one is, as a member of Christ's Universal Church, will you be loyal to Christ through the United Methodist Church and do all in your power to strengthen its ministries? If so, say, I will. Members of this congregation, will you faithfully participate in its ministries by your prayers, your presence, your gifts, and your service? If so, say, I will. Members of the household of God, I commend this confirmation class to your love and care. Do all in your power to increase their faith, confirm their hope, and perfect them in love. We give thanks for all that God has already given you. And we welcome you in Christian love as members together with you in the body of Christ and in this congregation of the United Methodist Church. We renew our covenant faithfully to participate in the ministries of the church by our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness that in everything God may be glorified through Jesus Christ. The God of all grace, who has called us to eternal glory in Christ, establish you and strengthen you by the power of the Holy Spirit that you may live in grace and peace. Amen. Congratulations. Thank you all for your faithful participation in the confirmation process. You can return to the peace. As a response to God's great love for us, I invite you to participate by um, offering yourself and your gifts. (coughs) 